It's the Ruger Sprayer. It's another edition Cuts Podcast. You know what the Cuts stand for? Culture, urban, technology, and sports. Now, my creatives, I'm not going to lie. I went there. I went there. I went there. I went there. Yes, I went there to where hip-hop was derived from. You know what I'm saying? Just to give you a little history lesson. The genre that it was derived from is jazz. Jazz, for many, many years and many centuries, has been the genre of music that has collected souls and told many stories. You know, nonetheless, I have in the building J.C. Hopkins, well-known, Grammy-nominated jazz musician. You know what I'm saying? And definitely it's an honor to have him here. J.C., what's going on? What's good, man? How's everything? Hey, how you doing, uh, Kareem? Good. And just uh, doing the doing uh, the pandemic swing, right. you know? Right, man. Yeah, definitely. Let's let's get right into it. Like, definitely, how did you feel, um, even with 2020, you know, just, you know, give us your whole recap. How did you feel about it? And what do you feel about things for you in 2021? Take us into that. Well, I mean, you know, 2020, you know, started off with a bang, you know, where the band, you know, for one, was uh, uh, J.C. Hopkins' biggest band. We, we were installed every Saturday night at Minton's Playhouse in Harlem, legendary nightclub. Oh, my God. Yes, yes. Yeah, it's a <clears throat> landmark, you know, and it's a place where Bird, uh, Dizzy, Monk were in the house band. They crafted bebop music. I mean, you feel, feel the presence, mm-hmm. presence on the stage, you know. And then the crowd made up of people from Harlem, people from the city, people from the country, people from all over the world. So, you know, this crowd was just packed in there. I mean, mm. good thing the fire marshal didn't come in. So there was, and I'm not exaggerating. So this was every Saturday night. It was just uh, this thing. And I had these great uh, singers, Nico Sarbanes and Joy Hansen and Venetia mm-hmm. Poole and Sean Whitehorn and like a 10 piece band, just like all packed into this stage. We're just like crammed in there. So the sound is just dense and uh, right you know, strong, beautiful ballads, swing, um, bebop tunes and everything. A lot of original tunes that I was writing, you know, I write a song, you know, almost every week and then give it to the vocalists. They pick their key, give it to the ranger, ranges it up. It's there on, on the bandstand, you know, the following week and people just read it cold. These musicians in New York City are so incredible. They just never played with sometimes there'll be a sub come in never played with the band before never even heard the band before maybe just mm-hmm. read the chart down and then just glow it's you know it's just as exciting as it gets and so then we have the new uh our new album new york moment it's supposed to drop at the big record release party march 28th and of course you know on march 15th i think it was we you know saying goodbye to the band that night and didn't know it was like that was it so mm. it, things came to a crashing, you know, uh, crashing halt. Right. But the whole time, you know, I'm just like thinking, you know, I'm, I never once feeling sorry for myself, you know. Right. Yeah, and you're not supposed to as a creative, by far. You're well, not. yeah, that and as a human, because people that's are it, hiding it. out there, man. You're like, you're right. silent all night long. You're not going to be like, oh, man, I can't go play my gig. You're like, people are dying, you know, so... uh Anyway, so that's how, it, and it, but yeah, right. As an artist, you just gotta pivot. Yeah, and, pivot um, and keep fighting. Pivot and yeah. keep fighting. So I just like I'm a writer as well. So I just 
nice writing you know more just like turn my attention that way okay no that's what's up that's what's up and now definitely like 2021 what is what is the goal what is the 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 main the mainframe of jc hopkins brand for 2021 well you know like i said i've just been writing uh, right screenplays and a couple okay. of manuscripts uh, we do have this novel that came out in 2020 the perfect four okay up there uh, i wrote like a sequel to that um it was released by noir nation so it's like a jazz noir mm. um and i also wrote a screenplay for a film called uh, poets are the destroyers oh wow yeah it's this great um indie feature directed by this young woman nancy pop and a great cast of um actors and um so that's that's uh, finally through uh, post production and that should be seeing the light of day um springtime uh and um so hopefully just to follow up keep making uh films and then um you know eventually get back to music when the clubs open up again okay yeah and definitely take us into even with your background as far as what who inspired you to to come into jazz and then even over the years you know, let's let's go into the trials and tribulations of with you creating with jazz music. Let's go really into that. Well, I mean, I started out moving, uh, living in San Francisco, like really young and just playing kind of blues and folk and just uh, topical political stuff. And just me and a guitar and a harmonica rack and opening up for like punk rock bands and things like that. Uh, I did that for a little while. But um, somewhere like in my mid-20s, my father was really into bebop and jazz. So he just blasted that in our house growing up. And so it 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 sunk in, you know. And um, somewhere um, I put down the guitar and just, I kind of just fell in love with the piano. I just, it was just, it, it was. I was in love with this, just playing it. And, uh, you know, I just learned a few tunes and then um, auditioned at these piano bars and dives spots in San Francisco and I, I just started working right away and uh and uh also also writing songs in that um style like the American songbook style because I was also very right. much into uh you know those writers Gershwin and uh, Hoagy Carmichael and um so uh and uh eventually I wrote a musical jazz musical okay and we had like a run in San Francisco for six months and at the end of that I was like I was married at the time and so I said to my wife let's you know she agreed let's move to New York City this town is too small okay. you gotta find some you know it's looking for the musicians that really can play that sort of style you know, right live it and then getting to New York you know I sort of realized that that's what it is it's the subway that goes ding 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 ding, ding. and that's why this town that's why the musicians swing that right like anywhere else you know no, that's cool. No, that's what's up. That's that's definitely it. Let's go into your feeling of your culture and, and genre of music. Now, over the years, you know, it definitely had its its impact and, and footprints on music. And then, you know, through time, you know, not really withered away, but more so, you know, not the younger generation being as in tune as hip into it as of the other genres and everything like that. Take us into your feeling about that and as well as what are ways that you feel that you've contributed 
for the culture to still thrive and, and as well as still be um, relevant? And also, too, what do you feel of your contemporaries in jazz? Like, what, what do you feel they could do to help contribute as well? Um, well, I mean, I say when I moved here, you know, I was looking for musicians and uh, I kind of wasn't really finding the kind of sound that I was looking for until somebody uh, told me to go, you know, got Patience Higgins to play uh, alto with my band. And then Patience said, you should come up to St. Nick's Pub on a Monday night where the jam session is. And then when I made it there, I was like, okay, this is, this is it. This is, this is the real deal. And at St. Nick's Pub, you had, you know, Winston Marsalis and you had like uh, tourists from Japan, but you know, people bringing their horn and they, they, nobody's going to try to get on that stage unless they can play, but the invitation's open. So, uh, you know, it, it was incredible. And so, um, but there wasn't a lot of, a lot, a lot of younger musicians. You're right. They, they were walking away from it. And, uh, right. um, uh, and uh, it felt like also like a, musicians of color and women you, you just didn't see them playing you know uh, jazz and I wasn't really into like the swing kind of Gatsby type stuff that wasn't my bag at all right like you know hard jazz hard bop you know Mingus you know even Ellington just stuff that you know has like a, a edge to it but then like uh, around um I don't know five or six years maybe a little more five or six or so years ago, suddenly all these young musicians started coming to town from, from music schools, right. school, Juilliard, Berkeley, SUNY Purchase, mm -hmm. <laughs> like descended on the city mm -hmm. and they were young and they were hungry and they wanted to, you know, play the tunes. And if you were doing like a, a call to tune that they hadn't learned, like a standard, maybe it was a little obscure. Like, Oh man, I got to learn that one. I got to learn right. the changes. And um, so it's, uh, you know, I, it, it, uh, it was really inspiring. So when I got back to Minton's and um, a couple of years ago, or about, I think it was, it ended up being like two years ago, right. when I had to rebuild my band because um, I had laid off, you know, gigging pretty much. I, would, mm -hmm. I rebuilt it with all these young musicians and it was great. They were just so vibrant, so ready to, you know, do it, you know, here's the song, learn it, okay, you know, and um, mm -hmm. so then, you know, you, you, you know, I come at it as more as a band leader than like a musician, you know, my right. band is my instrument, where these, people, these cats, these musicians, they're like practicing seven hours a day or three hours a day, they go play their gig, and then they go to the jam session, you know, I'm a dad, I got three kids, I can't be out to, <laughs> right. you know, and, and I just don't have those kind of chops anyway, so, uh, right. But um, so that whole thing, that whole idea of jazz, that New York idea, which is really just like you're playing, you just live in it, you're, you're breathing it, you're hanging. And jazz is all sorts of, you know, styles, you know, or takes on it. But, you know, you're, uh, you're playing all these gigs, you're playing the, the bar mitzvah, you're playing the you know, Lincoln Center, you're playing the dive bar. And then after you did all that, you're going to the jam session. And mm -hmm. <laughs> they'll do four in the morning, something like that. And uh, anyway, so I see these people, you know, you know, it's alive. And that's what it's doing. Okay. 
Yeah, no, that's what's up. Donna. That's great. That's great. You know, I, and I'm glad you touched on about the part where you, you know, inspired the youth and you, and you, and you took your time to really like guide them and stuff like that. You know, as me, besides with entertainment, you know, I'm, I'm with, uh, I'm an educator within, you know, mm-hmm. New York city. And, you know, I deal with uh, kids with special needs and everything. And, you know, on a daily basis, you know, it, you know, it always changes, you know, the education yeah. always changes, yeah. you know, the, the youth, you know, they, they yearn for it if you engage with them and you capture, you know, their engagement. So, you know, it de- it's definitely thrilling to hear that even though your genre and your culture was um, decreasing in a sense, not declining, but decreasing in a sense, you still yeah. took the initiative to say, okay, I'm going to make sure this still lives through them, you know, and it's great that you, you know, inspired the youth of doing so. Um, let's go right into it. Um, definitely with my, on this platform, you know, you're going to be, you're definitely speaking to my creatives, you know, about, you know, inspiring and now uh, definitely for you, what were, or what are your top three, uh, motivational and, or uh, top three advice that you would give to my creatives? Um, top three, uh, I mean, I think uh, what's most important is, um, yeah, be just be true to yourself, you know, basically be willing to starve for your art and Mm -hmm. uh, not, not sell it out, you know, and, uh, and, you know, you can listen to what people say, Mm -hmm. but if you know what you're doing, your direction is right, just go, go that way. Don't listen to what anyone else is saying. Follow your heart and, but be true to it. And give it, give it uh, the due, you know, that it, that it deserves, you know, mm-hmm. and, and that's by learning, you know, not just listening to the music or you can, maybe not even that artist, you could, wh- whatever kind of artist you are, you should be reading books about philosophy, you should be reading poetry. Correct. Let day. them know, sir. Correct. Yeah. And, um, you know, go to going to museums and uh, go by yourself. Don't go with people. You don't want to hear what somebody else has to say about a painting. Maybe it's nice to do that, but go by yourself. Go to movies by yourself. Go and and study uh, cinema, um, like the the real cinema, like that that goes back, you know, to thirties uh, and forties and fifties and sixties. You know, because that also incorporates the all these. Because all the ideas come together, design elements and perspective and point and counterpoint. And um, I mean, contrapuntal is so key to classical and jazz and you hear it in all music, hip hop and rock. Uh, it's a counter melody and you've got to have that own counter melody playing in your head. And I would say third is just discipline. It's just every day. You got to do it every day. There's no time off, you know, mm-hmm. if it's writing or practicing or playing or some, even if it's some small thing, journaling, I totally recommend. And, uh, but, uh, yeah, I just got to do it every single day. Yeah. My creatives, uh, do you hear that? <laughs> do you hear that? It sounds familiar. My creatives, right? It's, it sounds repetitive as the more and more guests that I've brought onto this platform, this is what they say. It's all about practice. It's all about what do you put into your craft to make it mastered. You understand? It takes time to master your craft. 
and just hearing from JC and hearing his story on here, I hope you guys really take this in. Nonetheless, JC, definitely let everybody know where to follow you at and where to follow your music and continue, continue, continue doing your contributions to the culture as well. Please let everybody know where to follow you at. Yeah, I'm jchopkins.com is my website. Uh, I'm uh, hopkins.jc's Instagram page. And, uh, JC Hopkins on Insta- JC Hopkins Biggish Band on Instagram as well. And there's a YouTube channel too. Um, you can find it on my website, jchopkins.com. All right, that's what's up, man. Nonetheless, my creatives, you already know there's another edition of Cuts Podcast. You know what the Cuts stand for. Culture, urban, technology, and sports. Come on. You know what it is. Pound the chest. Come on, man. Let's go.